Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus. Today is Tuesday, the 21st of February 221-23, folks. And it is episode 360. So, what would be 360 degrees? That's right, a complete circle. Turning yourself around. So, what better episode number than to attempt to talk about something that I have very little first-hand information of, but yes, that would be the Asbury Revival. Hmm? So, if that sounds interesting, hang on. Join me after these few words. Yes, you want to help me? Does this make a difference in your life? Do you find this interesting, entertaining, or informative? Then do me a favor, like, share, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. And if you're feeling particularly enthusiastic, go through and add a comment or rate the show. Every little bit helps as we cruise closer and closer to that 100,000 listens. We want to uh, we want to get it here. Got about a week and a half, I think, at my current rate. And I'd love for you to join me. And I'm still waiting to hit those 200 followers on the uh, Podbean. Um, I'm going to give it a little while longer and then we're going to uh, probably end up having to change out our our provider. I'm a little disappointed with some of the stuff there, but in any case, highlights: repent and sin no more, distractions, another war drum, and start with me. And here we go. All right, here we go. Now let me once again remind everybody that this is my podcast. I interpret the events as I see them, and almost everything is said as my opinion or my understanding of things. So, it's kind of a touchy subject, and if I miss something or I get something wrong, then by all means, feel free to let me know. Tell me. And I don't want you to take my word for anything ever, especially this. Do your own research. Do your own investigation. Like uh, Mr. Bortz used to say back in the day, don't trust anything anybody tells you, including me. You should always do your own research. Okay, so this Asbury Revival, as far as I can tell, has been going on a little over a week. Now, um, I don't know much about the college other than I wouldn't want to go there probably, and I probably wouldn't feel at home or welcome there. That doesn't automatically dismiss or discredit what's going on, okay? Uh, the other thing that I get conflicting reports on is the uh, alphabet people are fairly involved with this situation. Um, and while I think the alphabet people are loved by God and need to know uh, Jesus as their Savior, I'm a little dubious that they're not repenting. At least my understanding on the event. Okay? So, be that as it may, the whole premise of revival is you're coming back closer. You're you're trying to bring yourself in alignment with what uh, the Lord's teaching is, right? You, There are different interpretations. There's different versions of how people understand things. But by and large, it's pretty simple. You practice what you preach, and you try, <laughs> you won't succeed, but you try and live out the Ten Commandments. 
Now, there are a lot of the Nouveau Christians, right, who would like us to believe that if you just love God and love others, you're doing everything. Um, That's not my understanding of how that works. That was a summation of what the commandments were or what they were aiming for. And I don't really understand how you can love somebody by letting them continue to be in a situation where they're at odds with their creator God while they're doing behavior, which the creator God has specifically said is not good, whether that's gluttony, adultery, right? Or perversion, just just in case you think I forgot about that. But there are a number of other things that are abhorrent. Some would even throw in, hey, if you don't uh, practice your Sabbath, you're in violation. I would also freely acknowledge that there's different understandings of how that plays out. But at no time, shape or form, did I think that the order of creation was changed. So, my real question or my real concern is, is this real? And if it isn't, what might it be a smokescreen for? What might else be going on? And because I don't know the details and I've listened to a couple of different sides, I've I've observed it from the outside, uh, not getting deeply involved in because, as I said, I'm always rather dubious of this kind of stuff. I, I, uh, I don't want to sign on. I don't want to you know, get on the train right away, if you will, right? I, I have my doubts. I always have my doubts. But I also know that God works in mysterious ways, and he may very well be at work, and I just don't get it. I mean, I don't get the kind of the Pentecostal vibe. That's that's not my thing. But I know some people really enjoy that. They, they feel God moves through them that way. Okay, I'm not going to dismiss that. I'm not going to say it's not a real thing. Likewise, um, not into the chanting thing. I, I, I don't think that an overly um, symbolic view of doing things is, again, something that personally speaks to me. But it doesn't mean it doesn't speak to you because I think God reaches us all slightly different. And yes, I fully realize this is a little more uh, religious than some of you might be comfortable with. But bear with me here because this directly correlates to some other things. So I want to be clear. I'm not dismissing. I'm not writing this off. But I have my doubts and I'm going to let it play out. And I would encourage you all to be aware of what's going on. You should be have your uh, eyes open and your ears open. Apparently, there's some version of this spreading around. And before you all get excited, right? The Great Awakening and the Second Great Awakening, those brought about some really positive things, but there were also negative repercussions. The whole thing of social justice, right? The social gospel got brought about during this time period. I don't think that's been necessarily for the best. And and I'm really not a huge fan of blending church and states, so there's that too. So, again, if we would just fixate on the idea of repent, go and sin no more, as a baseline that we can all agree on, hey, there we go. Okay, so now this is where the transition comes, right? Because you may be aware there was a train derailment in Ohio, and there's... (laughs) Well, let's just say there's an environmental disaster, which is turning into a humanitarian crisis, 
And this all happens to be going on about the same time that there's a series of earthquakes going on in Turkey slash Syria, which also is going on the same time frame as they're getting ready to start their spring invasion in the Ukraine-Russian war. And this is going on at the same time that China's floating over mm, surveillance balloons. And this is going on roughly right after they stole an election and created a... Or, consummated a coup in brazil and all these different things are coming together so i gotta wonder is this revival if it's not real right if it's real okay fine but if it's not real is it being utilized as a smokescreen is it getting all those good christian patriots to get focused on something that is being put forth as something that it's not. I mean, again, just go with me here. Give me a little uh, leeway here. They're getting distracted. They're going to trust that this is God moving. He's going to fix everything. And they take their eye off the ball and they don't pay attention to what's going on, whether it's in Ohio, Ukraine, Taiwan, or Brazil. We're just, we're checking out because there's so many distractions and we're just Hey, look at that. There's revival. Let's let's go pay attention to that. And again, it may be the real thing. But what if it's not? What is it they're trying to hold, hide from us? Could this be nothing more than a giant distraction? A smoke screen, if you will. I don't know. I, I think it's a fair question. I think it's something that we ought to always be prepared to look at and observe and question and use our discernment. Meanwhile, there is another war drum that is being beaten. Apparently, the United States has found time to also try and pick a fight with China because China is working with their ally, Russia, to make sure that Russia can squash Ukraine. Never mind that we've depleted most of our stores. Never mind that most of Europe has given everything they can to Ukraine already. Never mind that Ukraine's going to fall and Europe's going to be shown to be the hollow mess that it is. And along the way, they're going to extract what few remaining teeth are in the tiger that is the United States because we have poor leadership. And I would say that that poor leadership is following the directions being given to it. So I won't be holding my breath as we consider another war, another invasion, another proxy battle. At what point are we going to wise up and realize that while it's unfortunate that Ukraine is likely to be taken over, That's not our war. It's not our fight. It's not our battle. It really, most of Europe is not. Yet we pretend that we need to be running Europe and protecting Europe. And all I would say is, what has Europe done for us? If Europeans want to fight amongst themselves, George Washington was perfectly cool with that. James Madison was fine with that too, until of course they started messing with our people. I don't understand why 250 years ago we totally understood what was going on, but now, no, no, we're going to go continue to play the world's cop 
and we're going to stick our nose in everybody else's business and pretend it's us and only us that gets to make these decisions. Well, the last time I looked, there's at least three other, well, let's call four, four other significant nuclear powers with at least two to three others that are suspected to be. Do we really want to start yet another war where somebody might decide to go popping off a few nukes just to prove a point? Is that really worth it? Is that worth the possible global destruction? I don't think so. But again, perhaps that's just another smokescreen. It's a distraction. We just don't know. And as as we drift into this, right, because I usually askew the worldwide politic thing, right? I, I try not to worry about what goes on in D.C. because it's not fixable at this point. In fact, I have upset some people. I've ruffled some feathers in my focus on fixing Texas and putting Texas first and, you know, I don't know, just asking for the right for people to have a vote on whether or not they want to have their own independence. And I'm okay with all of that. But I'm not blind. I'm, I'm not completely detached from the world around me. And when I see that we've got at least one war that's looking like it's going to get out of hand, and potentially another one on the other coast. And we completely lack wisdom at Pennsylvania Avenue. And we're more concerned about whether or not our generals wear the right hose with their shoes and whether or not they get the correct pronouns as opposed to can they properly destroy the other people quicker than they can destroy us. I got to say, a little concerned. I got to say, this is something that I I really never thought would be the case back in 1992, but here we are. 30 years later, I look at it and I just shake my head in disgust of what's happened to the once formidable military that I served in. And I think about how we're being set up for a fall and there's really very little we can do about it at this point. And then I just remind myself, that's why Texas is first. That's why you have to start locally. That's why you have to make your impact where you can be felt. You can't save the world. At this point, I don't even know that we can save these United States. But I believe there is time we can stop all this crazy and we can save Texas. And if Texas leads the way, I'm also confident that a good number of those other former states will join with us and we will reconstitute these United States to become those United States. I'm confident. You have to look positive. You have to stay on the lighter side and have faith. But that's all it is at this point. And as I say, it has to start with me. It has to start with you. You have to be willing to put in the work. You have to be willing to make the sacrifice. You have to be willing to set aside your own personal desires to help somebody else or something else. You have to be willing to invest your time, your money, and your efforts into getting something done. The left does this all the time. The left is far more committed to their cause than 
99% of the people write a center are. And, and it's disappointing. It's sad. But that's where we're at. How many multimillionaires or people with hundreds of thousands of dollars are right a center? And they all got theirs now. And they want to retire and coast and enjoy their later end of their lives. I get that. I respect that. But I ask you, I'm sure you took care of your children. I am assuming that you took care of your grandchildren. But what about the rest of your posterity? What about the future of your state, of your home, of your city? Have you considered what difference you can make right now that will resonate for generations? Could it be that you invest in your church? Could it be you help build a school? Could it be you endow a chair somewhere? at a college could it be you start a series of businesses with a couple of other people that employ a couple hundred people and take care of their families and grow and become successful and influential and make something special could it be that you just plant the seeds of what is yet to come I don't know. But I'm asking you to look in the mirror and say, what can I do? The reality is you have to start with yourself. You have to, you have to be willing to look at yourself and consider the situation and say, start with me. And that's where it goes back to the revival thing, right? In a revival and, and my favorite band They have a song called Revival, and the refrain is, start with me, right? So start with me. I'm saying, look in the mirror and say, start with me. What can I do? What's the next thing? What would be an investment that would be worthy? Who would be good to work with? What partnerships are available? What can be done to make things better long term? How do I create a legacy? How do I make sure that I have provided or allowed for provision for generations to follow me? How did I invest in my community? How did I take care of my church? How did I put my family in a very good position? These are all legitimate questions, which unfortunately, uh, a certain percentage of the boomer generation isn't really concerned about. They've done well. They want to go enjoy their retirement. They've earned it. They deserve it. In fact, I would hesitate to say, while that all may be true, they got to think about a bigger picture. And I know it's very tempting. You know, I'm Gen X, right? I know it's very tempting to hate on the generation before us, right? The, the boomers, the people we can't ever hear enough about because they're too busy telling us about how great they are. And then we remark, well, what about the greatest generation? You know, your parents, the ones that went through the Depression, went through World War II, and gave you that great life that you had. No, no, no. We did it. We had everything. Okay, again, that might be true. But what are you leaving for your children and your grandchildren? Again, it starts with you. 
right? So whether it's the revival in the religious sense and all these people come back to God or whether it's a revival in a secular sense of your local city, your county, your community, the two are not mutually exclusive, mind you, but they can function independently. There's nothing to say that there couldn't be an agnostic multimillionaire that doesn't donate money to some organization or another and they do fantastic things in it, either with the name of Christ or without. It it doesn't have to be one or the other, both and. You know, one of the things that's interesting is we're not supposed to be unequally yoked, right? An uneven yoke damages both partners. That was a biblical precept that at one point was fairly commonly taught, but I wonder at what point does that stop, right? Are you supposed to have a business partner that doesn't believe the same way you do? I know a lot of churches won't partner with other churches unless they're on the same uh, wavelength, if you will. I know you're not supposed to marry somebody that has a different belief system than you are, but that happens too. So I wonder, do you invest with people that you don't agree with? But we do it all the time. Indeed, you go and buy stock in Apple or Nike or Microsoft or um, Boeing. And these companies, while they may make good products, some of them, uh, they hate us. I mean, just look at some of the things these companies do. They're more invested in how they look to a certain segment of their community than making a good product. You know, once upon a time, it used to be considered that when Main Street does well, everybody does well. It used to be considered what was good for General Motors was good for, you know, the general government. And while that may or may not have been absolutely true at that time, it was at least a mindset that We're all in this together. We're all basically on the same team. We're all good Americans. But now we've got a large segment of our society that doesn't even identify as being, quote, American. And of course, myself, I choose to see myself as a Texan first, and I put Texas first, but Texas is still part of America, and we take that pretty seriously, right? But but if America doesn't want us, if America's not even interested in defending itself, that's not Texas's job. I mean, we can't carry the water for all you people. So I wonder, what does it look like? I'm not sure we can recover these United States. I'm not sure that the revival is real, but it doesn't mean that I don't hope, wish, and pray for real revival. It doesn't mean that I don't hope, wish, and pray for a resurgence of these United States. It doesn't mean that I don't consider that I, yeah, secretly, I want the best. I want the best for my country. I want the best for my family, my community, my state, my church. Yes, there's nothing wrong with that. It's only wrong as if you get it by taking it from somebody else. It's it's only wrong as if you're putting somebody else down in order to obtain that. It's only wrong if you're abusing somebody else. And I know there's some of you out there that are going, ding, 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 that, that happened. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, terrible things happen. 
200 years ago, 100 years ago. Guess what? I wasn't around for any of that. And truth be told, even if we would have been around, most of us would have went just along with it. And if you have any doubts that that's the case, go look at everybody out there that willingly took part in a medical procedure that they had no idea what the consequences were. Do you really think they would have done anything that would have challenged the status quo? Whether it was 200 years ago or 100 years ago. I think we already know the answer to that. So before I close it out, I want to just say again, it is my sincere hope and prayer that God is working, whether it's an Ashbury or one of the other colleges that have suddenly sprung up with their version of a revival. I truly hope that's what it is. But I don't know. And I refuse to put my faith in something that doesn't have evidence, that doesn't have fruit. You can say what you want about Christianity. There's plenty of evidence for it. You can say what you want about Christianity over the millennia, but there's plenty of good fruit. It's too soon to tell what's going on here. But you know what? It's not too soon to tell. (laughs) You knew I was going to do this, right? Big government doesn't work, doesn't treat everybody well. In fact, it usually ends up being a bad deal for all of us. Whether it's socialist, fascist, or just plain abusive. The corporatocracy is no different, and the outcome is the same for you and I. Well, we're going to change up the topic. Uh, Wednesday, not sure what we're going to do. This uh, this was definitely out of sync. I took my uh, Texas Tuesday off. I wanted to do something a little different. I just I see this going on, and I wanted to... Get a little statement in before it either ends or blows up into something really special. And with that, this was According to Callus, and I will see you on the other side.